0: What should I think about? Is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello, and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine,
1: and I'm Stephen. How are you feeling, Celine?
0: Um, fine. It's slightly weird today. I'll tell the the listeners that we're in my new house um, for the f- recording on the bed because I still. <laughs> Don't have a sofa. Every time we go anywhere with friends or family that have a sofa, we get really excited. You don't yeah. have
1: a sofa, but more importantly, you don't have internet yet. So. No, so
0: that's why you're here. <laughs> that's right. In person, when we're, we're doing it in person, we are.
1: So back to the a blast of the past in a way. This is mm. how we used to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've set up a, a microphone in here, and we're doing we're face it. to face. Yep. So it's kind of nice. Recording um, on the bed. Absolutely, old school. Yeah. Um anyway, so it's it's nice to be here and uh, you're all getting yourself settled in after mm-hmm. your move, mm-hmm. so it's very exciting. Um and as a dad, I guess I feel quite happy about mm. that, quite quite joyful about that. Mm-hmm. Lots of emotions um <laughs> about that. <laughs>
0: He's trying to suggest what it's about, isn't he? He's trying to get to the meat.
1: Indeed. So we are actually talking about emotions today, aren't we? Yeah, we we are, yeah. Um, So that tortured effort um, is Mm -hmm. my attempt to talk about the topic of our conversation today, which is all about emotions. And I think I really wanted to talk about this. It suddenly occurred to me that we'd never really addressed this question. And I thought, why have we not talked about this before?
0: Mm. What is the question?
1: Well, I suppose... um, the question of emotions itself yeah. you know mm-hmm. and clearly there's a big element when you leave an all encompassing religious group or a cult or a coercive relationship you know emotions is such a big part of that mm-hmm. and you can you can see you can hear emotions are very raw when you talk to people who've left a high control group um You can see it on Twitter. You can see it in the conversations that people have. There's a lot of emotions. Um, You know, sometimes you can see a lot of anger. Sometimes you see a lot of sadness, depression. um, But there's also excitement and joy and happiness mixed in there as well. Relief and all those sort of more complex feelings. So, yeah, it's a really important subject, isn't it? Mm. Um, And it's also quite interesting because obviously everybody has emotions. We all experience a world where you know we're led by our our emotions in many ways I thought it would be quite good to talk about it
0: Mm. yeah for sure I mean where to start really I don't know how to start this conversation yeah well
1: perhaps the place to start for me would be the um what we think we know about emotions and and actually um there's a lot of disagreement. As, as there always is with everything psychology, really. Mm. Um, you know, not everybody agrees. There's, there's different ways of thinking about emotions. Um, so I, I've got a few references that I'll put on the show notes for people to look up if they're interested. Um, but basically, there's a couple of ways of thinking about emotions. So the first one is known as the modal model of emotion. Um, and what that says is it's there's four steps if you like Mm. to an emotional response situation something
0: happens to you yeah so so is this responsive um
1: well in in a sense everything is responsive yeah we are always yeah
0: yeah so let's say let's give an example okay so let's say when um i was looking for a house and i found out that we got the house
1: yeah so um situation attention appraisal and then behavior is the modal model of emotion so you have a situation so i guess that would be you get a phone call to say um you've got the house so that's the situation you find yourself in you're looking for a house you now find yourself in the situation that you've just been told Mm -hmm. you've got it yeah fantastic um so that's your situation and then the next thing is is attention so with your example it's not quite as obvious in a way you of course you would pay attention to that news but if you think about all the time we we are bombarded by um signals by data from the world and most of which we don't pay any attention to so Mm -hmm. as we're sat here now you know um they'll if i start paying attention to things you know i I can feel my backside on top of the the bed that i'm sat on Mm -hmm. um i can actually just hear i think it's your washing machine going downstairs so you might be able to hear that listener um (laughs) out the window there's um light coming in through the window there's lots of stuff going on but i'm not paying attention to that Mm -hmm. so the next thing you have to think about if you're interested in emotion is the way that we pay attention or we attend to things so these are the details that we pay attention to i
0: suppose sorry just thinking about this i suppose for people that are like neurodivergent this is a different
1: well they'll experience it they'll experience the same modes but they'll experience them differently but then everybody experiences them differently Mm -hmm. so our attention what we pay attention to will be dependent in part upon the situation Mm. and upon what we think about the situation so as we're doing a podcast now as we're recording a podcast now a sudden very loud noise Mm -hmm. that would be We'd pay attention to that, whereas if we weren't doing a podcast, we probably wouldn't care that much. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's situational. Mm -hmm. So situation, we pay attention to it, and the next thing is appraisal. Mm -hmm. And appraisal is what you think about, that, how you appraise that thing that you've just paid attention to. In other words, how you make sense of it, how you understand what you've just seen Mm
0: -hmm. or heard or Mm -hmm. whatever
1: Mm -hmm. it is. So it it that's again very personal. It depend on lots of factors, like your own personality. This is where you you know if you're neuro- neurodivergent, if you're very sensitive to external stimuli, for instance. That obviously you'll have a different appraisal mm-hmm. of it. If mm-hmm. if you're more of an extroverted person who likes lots of noise and lighting, activity, lighting. yeah. Um, So and then, then the behaviour comes next. So then you'll do something. You might move away from the thing. You might move towards the thing. You might smile. You might cry. You might pull a facial expression or or whatever. So that's kind of how emotion works. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, according to different people, have different numbers. So Paul Ekman is probably the most well known. Um, psychologist in this area. He's not universally loved, I would say, um, but he is very influential, and lots of people know about him. Um, have you ever seen the TV series Lie to Me? Or have you heard of Lie to Me?
0: I've heard of it. Yeah,
1: so it's a series um, about a, a psychologist who is is very good at um, spotting whether people are lying or yeah, not. So he yeah. works for the for the police. He's kind of based on Paul Ekman um, in many respects. But is that something you can read? Really well, find? this is where there is some disagreement um, about how accurately you can do that. Um, some
0: people are good liars and some people are bad liars. Mm,
1: Paul Ekman says that you can, if you look really carefully, and you have to do it through video, so you generally wouldn't. Mm. You it would be so slight, but there are micro expressions mm-hmm. that people give, so they'll give away yeah um, which people were going thinking.
0: on about with the trial and stuff they were like yeah, there was all these yeah. quote-unquote videos of people yeah. breaking it down with like yeah. oh she did this he did that with their micro expression yeah which is, i suppose it probably does come from somewhere originally which is what we're going to talk about now but when it gets to that point in the media it feels very pseudoscience but let's see what yeah it actually I, is.
1: I i personally i'm quite skeptical about that that's not his best work i think personally. Um, that's taking it a bit further. I mean, the the work that he did initially was he did some um, experiments. We went to Papua New Guinea to a tribe who had very limited exposure to Western um, populations because he wanted to find how core some of these emotions were. Um, and there are, if you go on his website, I'll put the link on the show notes, you can actually see some of the original photographs of some of the people that he took photos of Mm -hmm. um, sort of doing normal emotional Mm. faces. And he identified that there, I think at the time he identified five or six core emotions. Mm. He's since added to those. So there's seven according to Paul Ekman. So these are the core emotions. There's anger, disgust, fear, surprise, happiness, sadness and contempt Mm. so these are contempt yeah that's the newest one i'm not sure about that personally but that's that's the latest one that's
0: quite depressing if that's a core emotion contempt
1: (laughs) yeah and he bases this on the facial expression so for him um you can't really separate the emotion from the facial expression um if you go to anywhere in the world you know a Happy face is a happy face mm-hmm. um, a disgust face is always a disgust face if you you know if you're asked to drink something that you know is is putrid or something right. you'll pull the same face as a person in Papua New Guinea mm-hmm. it's the same emotion, so he equates the face the expression with the actual emotion mm-hmm. itself um there's some people who say, well, actually, what you're feeling is. Obviously, um, the facial expression is a communication effort on our part to um, tell other people how we feel. So, you can't necessarily equate the two exactly. It's more of a, a social bit of mm. behaviour than it is a, a core emotion. I'm not, I think that's a good question, and we don't really know the answer to that. We're still arguing about that.
0: What if you can be feeling something about showing something? Yeah, I think well, so. I think you can be feeling something about mm. showing something, especially given. I feel like especially if you think about things like depression, I mean there's lots of people that can be putting on a big smile and such and I suppose it's like if it looks genuine or not, but some people you would never know that they were what they were feeling yeah. inside.
1: And and I think this is where he this is what's drawn him down this road of micro expressions yeah. because
0: it's underneath, you can see yeah, it there's, there's some
1: yeah. tell there. Um, I mean, going you know, you, you refer to the trial, um I I didn't watch any of that. I'm not I didn't like it personally. It's I found all like over it Instagram re- and yeah, I know.
0: TikTok and so I didn't watch the no, trial no. but I saw a lot of stuff.
1: Um what what I would say though is both of the, the two people involved, of course, uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. um are obviously very talented actors and so their job is to act act and and portray emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that adds an extra layer of complication, I think, to all these armchair psychologists who are trying to um, diagnose diagnose what's happening. So I don't really have an opinion about that, but it's kind of interesting. So Paul Eppman thinks there are seven. Um, Robert Plutchik says there are eight. And what he does is, I quite like this idea, he actually pairs them. As opposites, so he's got um, joy on the one end, sadness on the other of a kind of spectrum. So joy, sadness, anger, fear.
0: And is it a spectrum? He's saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Trust, distrust, surprise, anticipation. Um, I don't know whether he uses them technically like we've talked about personality traits, haven't we? Mm. Um, I don't know if he if he if he's able to plot them on a sort of spectrum like like mm-hmm. you would that mm-hmm. but the, the concept is that you've essentially got eight core emotions that are polar opposites of each other so that's quite an interesting one If you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to support it, you can do so in a few different ways. Firstly, leaving a rating or a review really helps get the podcast noticed. So please, if you can, give a review on whatever type of application you're listening to. You can also become a patron for just £1 or $1.50 a month. And there's only one tier. And finally, please tell people about the show. We know that word of mouth is a really important way of people finding out about what should I think about. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the discussion. So yeah, and there's there's other models. There's people who think there's 20-odd different core emotions. Um, I mean...
0: Do core emotions matter?
1: I would actually... So here's my thoughts about it. I would actually say that you could give a strong arguments for saying there are only two Mm. Um, negative feelings and positive feelings and everything else flows from that, you Mm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, So something like anger, for instance, could be described as a negative emotion. It makes you feel unpleasant or it's an unpleasant experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could say the same for disgust or contempt. These are all... Make these are all yeah. feelings that you would prefer not to have. I think, but
0: just because they're negative and you prefer not to have them, doesn't mean that they're unimportant. Maybe. No, and I
1: think we need to talk about that because that, in a way, is the lesson of the film that we yeah. we are going to talk about. So um I actually popped on Twitter. If you don't, if you're not on Twitter, you wouldn't have seen it. But I did say, you know. um it doesn't matter if you've not watched it, but if you get a chance to watch Inside Out, which mm-hmm. is a film by Pixar, um, because we, we were going to talk about that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a lesson in, in that, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the whole kind of premise is trying to push down sad feelings. Um, and that's actually the reason that everything goes wrong and that you have to allow sadness um, in order to be okay.
1: Yeah, so so the film we're talking about is um, Inside Out. It's it's the concept is that there's a girl called Riley mm-hmm. and she is she has a happy family, she loves her parents, she has a great life where she lives. She plays hockey, she's good at hockey, she's got lots of friends. Mm-hmm. Um everything's good and then she's told by her parents that they're going to move house and move city, so they they're moving across the country. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously that that puts her mental state into um, yeah a bit of a a tiz, um, and we get to observe her mental state or, or her emotions as little characters inside her head, mm-hmm. um, and I love I love that film. It has me in bits every time.
0: It's really sad. <laughs> it's good. But sad. The. Um, Cinema therapy, their YouTube channel did Mm. about it, and Mm. they're just both, you know, sitting there having a little cry. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because they've both got kids as well, Mm. so I think they experience it on two levels, I guess. Yeah. Where it's like the personal level of knowing what it's like to go through difficult times, Mm. but also, um, when your kids go through difficult times. Because he was saying about how. You want to protect them and not let anything bad happen to them. But that's part of life. And in order to become adults, they have to go through these things. Um, yeah, absolutely. And one of them said that before the pandemic, they moved from Utah to L.A. for their film right. career. Right, okay. But then the pandemic happened and they basically had to move back to Utah. Ooh. And they were like, so this film has made them really sad. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah. it was good. It's, uh, it's a kind of wonderful film. It starts in a, in a beautiful way as, as yeah. a little baby um, sort of starts to experience the world. Mm-hmm. At that moment, joy sort of just comes into existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and joy is one of the emotions. It's played by the character is like a little sort of Tinkerbell figure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, joy, we, we kind of want to be happy all the time. We want to feel joyful. And so she's the first one, and I think as a baby, you know, everything is so oh, wow, you know, ooh, what was this and yeah. what's that, and that, that's the idea. But quite quickly, mm-hmm. um, some of the other emotions come out. So I can, can you remember what they are?
0: Oh, sadness. Yeah. Anger. Yeah. Um, fear. Fear. It? And who's our little green fellow? Disgust. Disgust.
1: Green girl. She's a female character. Mm-hmm. So five. Um, so there are five there, which I think relate to the original um research that Ekman did so Ekman was a um a consultant on that film so oh, he actually was part of the, how that film was de- developed and it's generally considered actually to be quite a good way to understand it's quite high emotions. level in some ways yeah
0: the therapist guy on it he mm. was like how accurate is it? it was like it's really accurate yeah these are all these are the stages as well when it was doing the um the stages of like uh, you know, and they're turning into like blocks and stuff. Mm. So this is all the the terms and everything. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it is quite a, it's a it's an allegory really of something that's actually happening. Of course, like everything in psychology, everything is a metaphor. Everything is an allegory. Yeah. However it, you talk about it,
0: and it's so well done though. in that yeah. adults can enjoy it and go through it, yeah. but also the kids actually get it. Mm. It is done in a way such that children can understand it. Because again, the guy said. His little four year old said to him, Oh my LA memories are blue and yellow yeah. <laughs> Isn't that? Like so they get it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, Oh my LA memories are blue and yellow.
1: Yeah. So um, so they, I think they, they play the characters quite quite well. Of course it, it gets complicated because um, for those those characters playing those emotions to be anything like three dimensional characters that you care about they also have to display other qualities. So you get mm. joy feeling sad and that all starts to get a bit complex um, mm-hmm. and a bit strange. But So you start wondering, have they got their own little um, characters mm. inside their head in some sort of <laughs> Russian doll madness? Mm. Um, but yeah, it's. It, it, I think it's very well done. The only character I thought wasn't very well done was Disgust. Mm. I don't think they got that down. Um, they, they made Disgust into a kind of catty, bitchy, teenager Mm. character. Um, And that's not really what Disgust is is about. I
0: suppose it's just one of those ones, if someone asked for core memories, I wouldn't put Disgust in there. So it's interesting.
1: Or core emotions. Yeah. Mm. But it is generally considered, um, there's been quite a lot of work done on Disgust, actually.
0: Yeah. But what, yeah. Well, when I did my course, we did a lot about, Oh, what is it called? It begins with A... At well, my lecture, the lecturer explained it by being like, she had a cup of water and brought someone down and they drank the cup of water and she like, spit it back in the cup. So they spit it back in the cup and she's like, drink it again. She's like, mm. no, ew, gross. Mm. Um, and she's like, why Why is it gross? Um, and there's a there's another word for it. Mm. But basically, yeah, it's just that emotion. She was like explaining that. Yeah. She was like, why, why do you feel yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. grim about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, that's quite an old... Um, instincts and these these are, aren't they? That's the thing about them, I suppose. We, we they are. Um, I don't like to use the term hardwired because it's it's a very clunky term. But in many respects, they are hardwired into us. You don't you don't have to think about being happy or being angry or being sad. It just happens. It's an mm. instinct. So the same with with that disgust response. Even though you know it's the same. We have a disgust for things that come out of our body in a way. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Stuff that comes out of our body is kind of fascinating but disgusting. And as as children, we we have a um, a kind of fascination with that, um, but also a disgust for it, which is partly why kids laugh at things, you know, the toilet humour and things like that. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's quite interesting, but these are very old emotions and very very much hardwired into our everyday behaviour. We kind of can't not feel them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... Um, Some yeah.
0: people are better at it than others as well, I would say. Yeah. Or like when you have to do something, you just have to do it, don't you? Like if the dog's made a mess somewhere, like you just have to get on and clean it up. Yeah. there's nothing you can do.
1: But that takes effort, doesn't it? So yeah. It takes effort to suppress these emotions, whereas... It takes no effort at all to to feel them. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's that. That's the difference. And um, just going back to the film, there's some other concepts in there which are quite nice. There's also these. Um, well, first of all, there's the memories that are represented by the, the the spheres, the balls, and so each memory you can just see what the memory is inside. And this is where I start to get all emotional because you think about. All those little memories mm. of things that happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you've talked about little things that you you remember. Mm-hmm. And th- this is, I think, as a parent, this is where you start to kind of lose the plot a little bit because mm-hmm. you see all these little memories: your first bike, your first, mm-hmm. you riding your bike on your own, you're going to school, and all these little memories. These are, and then they're stored away in in Riley's mind mm-hmm. in different places so if they're important they get put into um, well first of all there's core memories so these are things that are really really important something could be bad or or happy mm-hmm. or sad or happy um, but these are things that will never leave you mm. and then there's other things that are important but they get stored away and then there's other things that are you just just forget them and they mm-hmm. just get thrown into the abyss mm-hmm. um, and thought that was quite Well done. Mm -hmm. Um, And the islands, um, these are islands of personality. So Riley has these islands of personality. These are sort of constructs that help her to understand herself and the world. So you've got the family island, Mm -hmm. which is really important. That's got mum and dad there and it's it's, Mm -hmm. um, everything that really matters to her. Uh, You've got hockey island, which is um, obviously all to do with her love of hockey. Mm and you've got goofball island which mm-hmm. is when you know dad and others yeah. sort of mess about and mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. daft um so these are these are part of her core personality and uh, what what happens as she's getting sadder and sadder mm-hmm. what starts to happen to these kind islands of shut down. Mm, mm-hmm. they start to go grey mm-hmm. and um ultimately they they fall into the abyss so her consistency internal consistency starting to dissipate it's Mm -hmm. starting to lose its internal structures
0: and I think if it's all right to say it at Mm. this point it's the reason that it's happening isn't because of the move yeah but because she's not allowing herself to feel sad about the move
1: yeah yeah that's trying
0: to act like it's fine and okay (laughs)
1: that's right that's the lesson isn't it all the way through we we see sadness as this annoying Mm -hmm. Um, figure who just keeps spoiling everything Mm. she keeps touching all the the memories and making them go blue Mm. rather than nice bright yellow Um, and we we don't like her because she keeps messing it up but
0: Mm. they are sad now Yeah, because it's um, you know Riley they're sad memories now because they're what she misses and what she doesn't have anymore and that's sad
1: yeah, and and she needs to grieve. She needs to grieve, so she needs to let herself be melancholy, you know, be be sad, you know, I miss my friends, I miss my um school, house, my and... house and everything I loved about it. Um and by her trying to force herself to be happy all the time, um she throws herself out of whack, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's that's really good advice. Well, I, I think, you know, that's actually really useful. That emotion is completely natural. And, yeah, you don't want to wallow in sadness, but I think you accepting it... You need to feel it, it for a bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Without sadness, there is no joy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah.
0: I was like, is that grammatically correct? I don't know. I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah. and And I suppose, you know, I did want to bring it round to the... Uh, leaving a high control group or a cult because I think... I mean, it almost you could have, you know, the same s- sort of concept. Well, yeah. Except it was that that well, was happening. Well, all those
0: memories. Mm. There's, there were good memories in it, but now they are bad. or well, not bad, but sad.
1: Well, they are mixed, aren't they? So, yeah. you know, I think back to my life um, as a Jehovah's Witness and a lot of my memories revolve around things like going to the meeting, mm. um, going on the ministry, knocking on doors... But I think, you know, I... I, And this is part of the process of coming to terms with it. I think. You know, there's some actually quite funny, happy times. You know, I remember coming back from the meeting and um, getting fish and chips from the chip shop um, Mm. on the way home. And that was always a really exciting thing. You know, oh, let's get some chips. Um, I remember... You know, some funny things. We've talked about some of the funny things on the ministry with Jake, um mm-hmm. Alt Worldly mm-hmm. before and that still makes me smile. And then of course there's there's a feeling of wasted time and sadness and, and a bit of anger as well. Anger's in there. And I think that's the other one I wanted to talk about is um it's completely I think completely natural to feel angry about what happened if you belonged to a cult. Of course it is. And for some people, they've had absolutely shocking, appalling experiences. They've been abused in all sorts of ways. Um, and of course, they're going to feel anger and sadness about those things. Um, for myself, I, I don't feel that I had that, anything like that type of experience. Um, but I still feel anger and sadness about the wasted years, the lies I was told mm-hmm. you know how it made me feel I mean fear is one of the core emotions and, and for me as a child fear was, was the dominant one
0: mm. and to run in the show
1: absolutely yeah so I was afraid of Armageddon afraid of Jehovah afraid of being naughty of doing something wrong and of mm-hmm. course with the JWs there's always so many rules mm. you've got to do this and you've not got to do that and you, Yeah, Um fear of not witnessing to somebody and being blood guilty. Uh Um, Yeah, so I think that's one of the things that watching that film brought home to me was, yeah, the amount of fear that was going on. So in my head, yeah, fear was definitely um, Mm. number one. Uh What did you think? I I suppose it's a while since you watched it. I just watched it last night, but um, it was also couple of funny moments where we got to see inside mum's head and inside mm. dad's head as well mm-hmm. they, they were quite funny
0: yeah so you have the same yeah emotions mm. but not but their own versions yeah,
1: yeah and, and obviously as adults they're they're a bit different <laughs> mum comes out of it quite well in that they're all she seems to have the perfect
0: mm-hmm.
1: arrangement so actually All of the five emotions Mm -hmm. sit equally around the control panels Mm -hmm. and they're all contributing, Mm -hmm. which I think is the the lesson is that, yeah, we need to accept that we have all of these emotions and Mm -hmm. let them listen to them, actually listen to those emotions and let all of them guide us. Um, I think, you know, it's appropriate to be angry, but it's also appropriate to um, not allow that anger to overtake us and to... You know, to go out of control, which is what happens to Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Mum, she's got them all under control. They all contribute to mm-hmm. her perception of the world, um, and that seems to work quite well. As is normal in um, Disney films, Dad's a bit of a you know yeah. um, all over the place. So he's um, he's completely oblivious to a lot of the things that actually he should know. Mm. Um, but again, you know that's quite. That's, It'll lead to some slightly amusing mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. um so yeah I think um I think it's a great film to to watch if you want to think about those emotional responses um so yeah I, I enjoyed the film um and also of course emotions are, are so important to understand our psychology I suppose the um the last thing to say um, again referring to the movie is the lesson again was that although at one point. It looks like all is lost for Paul Riley. You know, all her islands are collapsing into the abyss. Mm. She's losing her memories; Um, they seem to be disappearing, and she's losing coherence internally. And her personality is falling apart. And then she does something very foolish in terms of running away. Mm -hmm. But it all comes back, you know. And that's a very positive lesson, I think, is that for most of us, these are temporary. Moments where we perhaps lose our balance or lose our way or or struggle for whatever reason, and we are able to to find our way back of course this isn't really it's not a discussion about mental illness which is is a different thing, but we're talking here about normal emotions that come from situations that that I think are probably abnormal you know growing in a growing up in a cult is not normal therefore having emotional responses to that is entirely expected or should be expected and normal mm-hmm. but for most of us there's a way back you know we're able to find a way to reconcile what's happened feel appropriately angry but also feel joy again in the world and that's i think really important to remember you know i've been left now 25 years um i personally feel like I've come to terms with it a lot that's not to say that I don't have the odd moment but I guess if you're recently out it can sometimes feel a bit overwhelming especially mm. if you've lost your family or mm-hmm. they're not talking to you or you know um so I think it you know it does take time but there is there is hope there is something yeah, at the end of the tunnel
0: there I think you've kind of come a long way since starting the podcast mm. as well you seem Less angry about it
1: obviously. yeah yeah, I think that 's right, and I mean that 's only recently really mm. it 's funny because I, I I had really suppressed it all until yeah. I did my masters, yeah, and when I was doing the masters, the very first module was about people who had jobs that they considered were a calling mm. and um I just hated that. Yeah, I got that made me quite I know, angry. We were
0: really angry. Yeah,
1: like well, why are they talking about that? A calling, you know, that's mm. so religious, and and um, it made me. And there's no reason for me to feel angry about that. So it made me realise that actually, I I did want to think about this stuff, and I needed to mm. unpack it in in some respects. So yeah, and it was only then that I started to look at um, XJW content on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever and so I started to actually engage with it mentally again and at that point you know I was probably able to ingest it mm-hmm. a bit better but yeah so that's quite that's quite interesting yeah and I do feel that the podcast allows me to talk to you about it mm-hmm. which is is great i mean you know it's the sort of thing that often you know you feel like life's busy, you don't get time to... You know, like every time we see each other, I don't want to go out and I need to talk to you about this, you know what no, I mean? It's but it's it's been nice to mm. do it as a podcast because we were able to kind mm. of turn it into something positive and creative, I think.
0: Yeah, that's been good.
1: Okay, well, I think, I think we're done on the yeah. subject of emotions.
0: Even if we're not done, we're uncomfortable, so <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> sitting, sitting
1: on the edge of a bed... Um, not the most comfortable way of doing a podcast. and um, no. I hope it didn't come across that we were actually, well, my leg is dead like, now.
0: My hip hurts a bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, before we go, I just want to say that I've now finished a series of podcasts that I've been recording with a couple of colleagues, um, which is all about cultic workplaces so they james and jane have a podcast called the world of work podcast and they talk about all, all sorts of things work and psychology work related and stuff um and so we've done a little mini series with them or i've done a mini series with them and um, talking about cultic workplaces because it kind of overlaps so um look out for that i'm not quite sure what we're going to do with it probably I'll have it as a bonus episode mm-hmm. on Wednesday. So that should be coming up soon. I need to do all the editing for it. So look out for that and check out their podcast if you're interested in the world of work mm-hmm. and um, all things psychology related to work. Um, so yeah, so keep your eye open for that. Um, of course, please like and subscribe and um, leave, a review. leave a review. That's a good idea. Hmm. That, what what effect would that have on you? So oh,
0: happiness, joy, joy and
1: happiness mm. um, abounds mm-hmm. um, when you do that. So yes, um, that's great. We have had one or two. We've also had one or two reach out directly mm. um, recently, and I just want to say how much that means to me. I, I'm sure it just usually it does. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely when do that. Use my little that.
0: scraps of 4G to what, to to read it. <laughs> You know, with my no internet, I've been got to the bedrooms. I can read
1: them. Yeah, Um, so that's great if you do that. And and I apologise if I don't always respond straight away. Some of the inboxes that I find things in, I don't use very much. So, um, uh, but when I find little messages like that, it always um, very kind. It's very nice. Thank you very much. So, um, thank you, and uh, see you next time. What should I think about? Bye. Bye.
0: What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production.